Hi, I'm Mark Stalter, Director of Community Association Lending here at Itasca Bank and Trust Company. Even after 20 years, I wake up every day with the same goal, to make maintaining properties as stress-free as possible for property managers and board members of any size association. So whether you're a manager, board member, unit owner, vendor, or just someone curious about life inside a community association, join me as I sit down with guests from the field. Welcome to Community Association Insights. Let's get into it. Welcome, everybody, to the inaugural podcast for Itasca Bank and Trust Company. My name is Mark Stelter. I'm the Director of Community Association Lending, and we have developed this beginning of uh, a series of podcasts to try and draw important information uh, and events that go on within the Community Association uh, of Chicagoland. Uh, just to bring pertinent information from experts in the field so that you can uh, visit the podcast at any point, uh, pick a topic, and uh, just walk away with more information than you may have had at the start. Let me introduce you to our first guest, Cheryl Murphy, Executive Director for CAI Illinois. Thank you, Mark, for having me here. I am so honored to be your first guest for this podcast, and I also commend you and Itasca Bank for creating this podcast and bringing the community together. Um, as you know, our passion and mission is to educate uh, homeowners, managers, business partners in the industry, and I thank you for helping in that endeavor. Yeah, I, I just, um, like I say, when, when we thought about this, I, I truly... Uh, mean this. Um, I consider you to be the single most important person in the, I know that CAI covers all of Illinois, but for the Chicagoland condominium townhome for the whole community association, I really think you're the most important person. And, and I say that not just because of who you are from a skill and talent level and, and your character, but CAI represents such an important piece of um, providing resources, um, just uh, bringing so many different industries together. Um, but before we get to CAI, I wanna um, let our audience know a little bit more about who you are uh, personally. So maybe just give us a little background on who Cheryl Murphy is. Sure. Um, I, I mean, I'll get the question sometimes, how did you end up at CAI, right? When I told my mom 12 years ago that I was taking this job, her comment was, well, there's just a job for everything, isn't there? Because a lot of people don't know that this community association industry exists if you're not in it. So um, I've always been in a sales and marketing background. And at the time, I worked for a CAI member business partner company. And I volunteered on what was then called the trade show committee. I had been on that for about four years. And when I was looking for a new avenue you know, in my career, the executive director position was open and I started talking to the chair of the trade show committee at that time who was on the board of directors and it just kind of went from there and I think that my business background helps run CAI you know like a business but we are a nonprofit and we have that mission side to help individuals so I really like bringing that into my career as well. Yeah, so you had the, the 12 years that you've been with the organization and then the four years prior, so that's, mm -hmm. you know, 16 years. We've, we've been a part of CAI for uh, about 21 years, and in my prior work life, we were, that organization was part of CAI as well. So, um, and, and what I think 
uh, has happened as most organizations evolve. You know, it, 20 years ago, it was a completely different organization, and, and I'm sure you probably remember or have heard some of the stories from back then. It was more, I think, more of a, a sleepy organization. It had a lot, of, uh, a lot of use to it. It did a lot of good. Um, but when you came on board, uh, it really transformed the organization, and I, I think that's a tribute to your skill, to your staff. Uh, and you've had staff that have kind of come and, and, and gone, but you've had some key members on your staff and, and the, the current group that you have. Um, CAI Illinois is just an incredible organization, and I've, I've looked through uh, the awards that CAI Illinois, and I know you go to the national um, uh, convention, uh, I think it's called, um, on an annual basis, and uh, the chapter and you individually have won awards in the past. What are some of the awards? So from a chapter level, the, the thing I'm most proud of from a chapter level is we have the ability to submit to our national organization every year in five award categories. And so we collectively as a board and committee chairs will pick programs that we've done throughout the year that, to think, you know, what, are, what is the most, what are we the most proud of? What have we made the most progress and what has helped our members the most? And we will submit those awards. And then they get judged, you know, anonymously by, you know, people they don't know who's submitting the awards. But in any one category, if we score above a certain level, um, if we score above that level in five categories, we win what's considered an overall excellence award. And we've won that award five years. Um, and that I'm the most proud of because even if the individual award, we you know kind of got beat out by another chapter, it's showing that our chapter strength and the depth of our programming is really strong. And we get recognized by that from sure. our national organization continually. And I'm really the most proud of, about that. And, and you serve such an incredibly diverse um, community uh, throughout Chicago. I mean, if you think about the Chicagoland Community Association, um, you know, as a group, I mean, the, Chicago just to itself has so much character and, and so many different neighborhoods, so, you know, so much history to it. So, you know, our, our benefit uh, from being a part of CAI, uh, you know, just as a lender, um, has been incredible. I mean, CAI has allowed us to be introduced to uh, the referral sources that are so important to us. And really the whole industry seems to revolve around the managers. Um, which I, I think is a fair enough statement. Um, you know, in talking to the different vendors, talking to my competitors, you know, we all look to the managers to um, kind of get us introduced to the end customer, which is going to be the board members uh, and the, uh, uh, you know, the unit owners that ultimately make those decisions as to who they're going to uh, be doing business with whether it's roof replacements or, or siding, uh, you know, just not to do too much of a commercial on the bank. But you know, we've been fortunate uh, as part of a member of CAI to work and to kind of find our niche and work with associations of all sizes. I, you know, we'll lend to an association as small as six units, and one of the recent developments that we've put into place is for any self-managed association uh, having to join CAI uh, as part of the the condition of us extending the credit and you know we did that not because there's a huge benefit to the bank we did that because there's a huge benefit to the association um, talk a little bit about CAI national 
um, and, and the resources they provide, and then CAI Illinois and the resources um, that the local chapter provides because the reason we require associations to join is there are so many different resources that you offer and maybe walk us down that a little bit. Sure. I'm going to back up for a second because I think something you said about um, you know the diversity of, of the association and I think we're as a nonprofit association we're unique in the fact that we serve three very distinct groups. Right? We have members who are the homeowners who live in the associations. They have one need, right? They, they want to protect their property values. They want to learn how to run their associations. They want to learn about you know, financials and rules and regulations and all of that. We have another group who are members who are the community association managers who manage those associations. They have a whole different need. They are looking for education. They're looking for credentials, um, certifications. Um, they want to better their career. And then we have another group of members who are the business partners like yourself who provide the product and services to that ultimate end user but go through the manager to get to that end user. So, you know, if, if I was the director of the American Dental Association, my clients would be dentists right. and that's it. Right. This is unique because there are three very different groups who have very different needs and reasons for joining the association and we have to provide um, you know those benefits to all those different groups so and then um, go beyond that and we have a national organization so CAI National is based in Virginia when you join the CAI organization you actually join the national organization and then from there you choose a local chapter that you want to affiliate with so you being in Itasca you join the national organization you select the Illinois chapter some other members have multiple locations they may choose multiple chapters and they go from there the national organization has a lot of their own education they have um, they kind of run the certification and credentialing programs for managers they have something which is probably one of the biggest benefits I think for the homeowner group is called the exchange and it's an online community where homeowners can go or anyone and they don't have to be a homeowner can go in and type a question and people from all over the country all over the world in fact for the um, worldwide chapters can answer and you get a conglomeration of opinions and answers for a situation that you might be going through mm, okay. um, and that is a free resource to members of CAI and uh, that outreach I think is great from national at the local level for Illinois then you bring it down and you know we do education programming social events um, networking events webinars uh, magazine articles that are more related to the local uh, flavor of the community association industry so uh, with the certifications um, because you, I know you have the business partner uh, certification for uh, companies like us that are uh, working within the industry but not actually managing uh, a property. But uh, CAI also has several levels of certifications for the managers themselves, mm -hmm. uh, including uh, the management firm as a company. Yes. Um, kind of walk us through what's the steps that a manager goes through or what do those different designations actually mean uh, to the manager? Sure. So um, in the state of Illinois, first we'll start, um, a community association manager does need to have a license. So they start, um, in order to work in the industry, they have to be licensed. And that's, that's through the Condo Act. So, Correct. Right. So, so well, Illinois, just for the benefit of, of those that would be watching, Illinois has uh, governing uh, 
you know, documents or, or uh, laws that have been passed in the Illinois Condominium Property Act kind of governs the condos. And then there's the Illinois for the townhomes and the co-ops and whatnot. Right, the SICA. So so that governs the actual governing of the associations. And what's the SICA? The, the state of Illinois, um, the state of Illinois license, like Illinois Department of Financial and Professional Regulation, okay. they're the ones that um, dictate that the managers need to be licensed in Illinois. So that is two separate things. SICA, oh boy, you're going to, um, community, no common interest, community association it's basically everybody that's not a, a true a true condominium yeah. because you know the designation is you can have a condominium even townhome style uh, residential developments can be formed as a condominium and they right. fall under the condo act and then everybody else kind of falls under the yeah. Uh, or the not-for-profit the act. The not-for-profit well. act, yeah. So, yeah. I'm but sorry. So for the designations for a manager, so they have to get licensed. So they take a class and then they take a test. That test is, it's called a CMCA test. We are, we're an industry full of acronyms. Yep. Um, so it is the... Um, uh, the CMCA certified certified manager. manager of community associations so by taking that test they get their license but they also get a certification so they can maintain that a certification throughout their career separately from the Illinois license if they move to Indiana okay. they can keep up that CMCA and sure. keep that credential okay. um, the next step is um, an AMS and then the highest level is the PCAM so that is a professional community association manager. Okay. Um, and that is a very rigorous program. It's a, they, uh, there's a case study. They have to write, a, some people write, it's a 200 page um, case study. And then it gets reviewed by people at CAI National. And it's a very elite group of managers that um, pr perform at that level and receive that credential. And they're actually, I see that those people are recognized, you know, at the different events. I think particularly at the at the year-end gala, they, mm -hmm. we, we kind of recognize those people for the hard work that they're they're putting into it. You know, whenever I, you know, when I'm talking to people outside of the industry, um, it, it's kind of humorous because people ask me what I do for a living, and, and I say, well, I'm a, you know, commercial lender at Itasca Bank and Trust Company, and they're like, oh, that's interesting. So they uh, then go into, if they're interested, to go a little deeper, and they're like, well, what kind of lending do you do? And then, you know, I'll tell them a little bit about how we we work with small businesses and mid-sized businesses, mid -sized businesses, but we also have a specialty, uh, you know, that we've developed for community associations. And I, I always ask them, you ever lived in a townhome, ever lived in a condo? Uh, and then we start talking about the mechanics of living within a community association, the the monthly assessment that gets paid. And I, and I always tell them the same thing I said about a minute and a half you're going to be looking to get out of this conversation because this is not going to be interesting to you um, and I'm usually right but <laughs> what I always tell them is I find it fascinating because uh, the Chicagoland area has uh, th you and I were talking ahead of time and we, neither one of us I think knew the exact number but the thousands of community associations that are just located within Chicagoland mm -hmm. and the idea that just like a single family home those associations uh, need to maintain all of all of that that keeps the the building together: roofs, siding, brick, elevators. Um, you know, on down to the the plumbing, the electric, all the all the different simple stuff. Um, and so, I find it fascinating. I, I don't know that anybody outside uh, you know the industry might find it, but the people that do find it more interesting are the ones that when they move in to a condominium or, or a townhome. Well, and like the interesting thing, I think, and this is an absolutely true story, the some of the reasons why people who live in those associations get on their board 
aren't always the best reasons, right? This is a true story. A guy was mad that his neighbor's dog kept pooping in his yard and he was going to make change. So he got on his board to make that change. <laughs> and he may or may not have made that change. Yeah. But now he's in charge of hundreds of thousands of dollars of other people's money and has no idea what he's doing. Yeah. So that's where we come in. We help educate them. Um, in a situation where that association is professionally managed by a management company, they have that guidance. In a situation where that association maybe is self-managed, they do not have that guidance. And so we really appreciate um, from CAI the program that you've put in place requiring self-management companies to join CAI, not because we just want to jack up our member, you know, right. membership numbers, right. but those associations truly need help. They need that guidance, and we offer that education, and we can help them through that process. Yeah, and, and CAI <clears throat> brings to the forefront for the, the new unit owner or somebody that maybe has lived their entire life in a community association, CAI really brings to the forefront um, recent changes in the law, um, you know, even ordinances within the city, because the city of Chicago has ordinances that, are, ordinances that could be completely different than the suburbs. I mean, there's, there's so many more issues that go on in the city because of the, the nature of high rises, the nature of, you know, Chicago's been around forever. So it, you know, it's much older um, than you, you pick any suburb uh, and maybe a townhome that was built in the 90s or the 80s. Chicago has buildings that are over 100 years old that have been converted into condominiums. And so they face a, a completely different set of issues. And what CAI, what I have found, uh, does is it brings to light all of those issues that are out there, compliance with ordinances, compliance with laws, recent changes. And, you know, you were talking about, you know, as far as the, the dog poop, um, you know, there's a a story from even somebody that works at, uh, at the bank that lives in an association and they actually um, had the police that they called, the <laughs> management company called it the police, which I, I thought was hilarious. And, and it was basically volunteers that were going to, you know, kind of go around and make sure that when the dog pooped, you picked it up. Um, so, you know, just, uh, you know, case uh, laws that come out, um, you know, there's a lot of different case laws. Some are more notorious than others of uh, different unit owners or board members that, just like you said, um, I, I find board members, you know, they're, they're a special group because they volunteer. I, I, I always tell the managers, I've never seen another industry where you are licensed, bonded, and insured, and your boss is a volunteer. And that's just so unique. And, it, and, and maybe a volunteer that only is there because nobody else would do it. And there's so many great board members that step up um, in, in the face of nobody else wants to do it, so I'm going to do it. And like you said, now they're in charge of tens, hundreds of thousands, sometimes more of this budget that they have to, uh, they have to you know, be in charge of and, and make sure they maintain. You know, they have a, now all of a sudden they've become a fiduciary. You know, they're, they're in charge of this, uh, this information. Um, so if a, a, an a association or an individual or a vendor were considering joining CAI, um, maybe walk through some of the events that CAI has, because there, there's so many events from January to December that CAI holds. Can you kind of maybe walk through the calendar a little bit? Sure. And, you know, I think depending on the group, some may interest you more than others. 
Um, but CAI Illinois, we do about 60 events throughout the course of the year. And when I say that, like that, you know, that's more than one a week. That doesn't mean we're putting on 60 trade shows or, you know, 60 galas. Um, we range, our events range everywhere from our large conference and expo that's coming up February 10th, where we'll have 1,500 plus people there and 200 exhibitors and a whole day of education. That's huge. That's our, one of our bigger events. We have a gala in November. I'm not actually following the calendar. That's okay. um, you know, where we have up to 500 people attend to that, or a summer social in August where we might have 400 people, or our golf outing where we have <laughs> 350, 400 people. Those are our large events, um, more social in nature. But in between that, we hold a whole series of education events. Some of them may be, we do a legal forum in April, and there may be 250, 300 people that attend that. We may also do a homeowner class very specific to rules and regulations, and we may only have 10 people there. So um, it's really everything in between. And even from the social side, we'll do um, a member, a new member orientation and breakfast. There might be 20 people there. We do that a few times a year. So we do some things in person. We do some things virtually. Through the pandemic, everything was virtual. And then we learned that there were some pieces that just were much better suited to the virtual environment, and we kept them. Obviously, the social events, um, we want to keep those in person. Yeah, and it's in the events. I think the nice thing about the events is some are fun, uh, and some are they're educational. All fun. Yeah, they're all oh. fun, right? <laughs> depending on who attends. But their uh, uh, managers are a fun group. I, I, I always tell the managers uh, when I get a, a chance to speak in front of the managers at uh, a CAI event, I go, "It's like Christmas." You know, I wake up and I'm in a room full of managers, which means there's just all kinds of opportunities <laughs> for me to meet new people that are managing properties that we, we might be able to to assist. Um, but the you know the the fun events, uh, the gala is uh, is such a nice time. You do the toys for tots for the the Marines. Um, we recognize uh, accomplishments of uh, individuals, and and you know there's so many. It's like any volunteer organization. Um, you know there's so many people that are involved, but you know who those people are that are at the core. Um, you know the board. Um, does so much work and then all the committees um, I don't know that we could list all the committees I'm on the magazine committee um, yes, with a really you chair the magazine you well, co-chair co the magazine committee I'm, I'm co-chair with um, a good friend of mine who's at a competitor and I'm not going to give him the benefit of getting his name <laughs> mentioned on my podcast but he's he's you know a terrific guy um, and so when we say co-chair it means he does all the work and he lets me take the title of co-chair. Um, but it, the magazine is uh, just such a great resource. Um, and to kind of elaborate a little bit on what we do on the magazine committee, uh, we take a topic, you know, kind of an overarching topic, and we, um, we write articles that, you know, kind of have a theme to the overarching topic, but then get specific to events. and, and you know, nowadays, a lot of the topics seem to be more towards being civil towards each other, uh, you know, having actual discussions um, without, you know, getting out of hand, trying to stay on the mission of maintaining the property. Uh, but then we get into, you know, all kinds of different uh, insurance, uh, wetlands, um, lending, you know, you know financing, uh, across an array of, of topics. And how often it comes out, what, four times Quarterly. a year? Quarterly. Quarterly. Um, 
the, the magazine to me is like kind of a, uh, a guidebook on how to run an association because the, the topics, and I think on your website, they can actually go back, right, mm -hmm. and, and see past issues. Yeah. So there's so much information that's contained uh, in the magazine committee. Um, there's a political action committee uh, that helps to try and shape uh, Illinois Our legislative law. action legislative? okay mm -hmm. yep. so that is uh, key um, and I'm sure you have to walk a fine line with the legislative action committee but um, what's the goal uh, for the legislative action committee the legislative action committee the goal really is to promote healthy communities build better better communities and what they do is block bad legislation um, for community associations and promote positive uh, legislation so it is they don't follow a party line so um, they will align with certain legislators on a bill and you know doesn't matter what party they're for if they are friendly to the community association industry then yeah. we want to be friendly with them and you know so some years are big legislative years and there's a lot of action and a lot of calls to action that we will send out to our members and other years it's a little more quiet uh, right now the two kind of big hot topics are the solar panels and the electronic charging electric charging oh, yeah. stations sure. um, they're just you know and, yep. and it'll heat up yep. and then it will just kind of die down because something else you know gets sure. more important in you know in Springfield so but we have a, um, a group of people dedicated to monitoring that promoting or blocking we have uh, a lobbyist that we pay who you know works with all the legislators and just tries to help us build better communities in and not, and not all the members are always in agreement. I, I no. remember even just back before licensing uh, came into uh, effect, you know, you'd talk to, you know, even the attorneys. You'd talk to one attorney and they'd, they'd give you 10 reasons why licensing was key. You'd talk to another attorney and they'd give you 10 reasons why they thought it was a, a lousy idea. Um, so even within the membership, you have to kind of walk that line between, you know, who... Uh, whose purpose are we you know going to serve and, and like you said it's better to go with the the group uh, right well and is politics so sometimes we have our list of you know topics that we want introduced or we have certain wording that we want placed into these bills and then you know it's a give and take then well I'll yeah. do I'll take this part if you give me this part and you have to concede on some things just to get certain to things get through yeah. to, you know it's it's Illinois politics <laughs> always fun and so getting back to the calendar a little bit so um, another fun event uh, golf outing which is always near and dear to my heart and that is just that is widely attended I mean that's just a huge event um, uh, the uh, the chapter takes over Cog Hill uh, at least that's where it's been lately. Yep. Um, and uh, I, uh, what would the number be? I mean, I think you have to cap out at some point uh, in terms of the number. Yeah, of we always attendees. oversell, and uh, yeah. so yeah, and we do uh, like a happy hour afterwards. So typically, we end up having about 325 to 350 people in okay. attendance throughout the day. So yeah. it's fun. And that's more. That seems to be just more people that are typically comfortable within the industry. Hey, you want to be able to golf, although. You know, my golf game uh, leaves a lot to be desired, but uh, it's it's always fun. Um, get to get to see different vendors sponsoring holes. So, mm -hmm. um, what I always tell people is, any event you come to, you're going to meet somebody who might be able to benefit your association. Uh, the trade show, especially because you just mentioned the trade show is coming up on the 10th of February, yep. uh, Friday afternoon. There's still time to register. Mm -hmm. um, that I think, again, just in my opinion is kind of the, the capstone or the, the key event for the year because somebody coming to the trade show can walk up and down 
aisle after aisle after aisle and just meet every single type of industry and vendor that might be beneficial to uh, an association. And um, what are some of the um, educational uh, events that go on at the trade show? Yeah, so I mean, the, the conference and expo is really near and dear to my heart. It, it was firstly my you know entrance into CAI, so I like it for that reason. But now on this side of the table, I like it because it is probably the one event that best provides um, benefits to all three of our membership categories, right? Because there is education, yep. there is time for networking, yep. there's, there's you know, the, the expo area, so there's selling um, going on in that. But so the education, we have a legal update, we have an insurance update. This year we have a session on time management, we have a session on burnout, like we're hearing a lot from managers um, and even just individuals in their personal lives. Like burnout is big right now, unfortunately. So we have a session on trying to um, handle that, recognize it and what to do for that. Um, we've got a session on the difference between a reserve study and an engineering study. Um, we've got a series, like a, a, a series where you don't have to go to every single one, but it kind of like they build on each other a little bit. Um, so nice full day of education. And then we also offer a post event, um, a two hour uh, um, webinar a couple weeks after the conference to mm, just kind of okay. keep that education sure. going. Okay. Yeah. And, and I, I've talked to managers, um, some of which are, you know, they're just there every year. Uh, they just want to be a part of it. And then I've talked to some managers that are a little um, leery because there is a cost to setting up a booth and, and being there. But, you know, what I always tell them is you go to any trade show um, uh, on, on this level, um, you just won't find a trade show that has as much packed into it as CAI. You have taken, and your, and your staff and the committee, especially the volunteers, you know, that are volunteers that work at companies that are business partners or managers, that committee puts on, I think, um, a top-rated trade show. I, you walk into the trade show, and it just screams opportunity. Um, and, and it doesn't always have to be just an opportunity for new business. It's an opportunity to learn. It's an opportunity to meet new people. Certainly, it can be an opportunity for new business, but there's so many different vendors that are there that um, even do business with each other. You know, like I said, we, we have a specialty in, in lending to community associations, and we lend all throughout Chicagoland. We lend, you know, all the way up to the uh, two state lines, you know, Indiana and Wisconsin, and then we kind of, you know, head out to 47 down to 80. You know, that's kind of our core, the Chicagoland area. We focus on DuPage and Cook as our, our primary uh, focus area. But I've met more managers and, and had more opportunities provided to us as the bank through CAI and, and really through the, the trade show and, and some of the other events. Um, I just I try to tell them you're missing out if, if you're not there. So then we also do a, uh, a summer event on uh, uh, a boat. Spirit of Chicago. Spirit of Chicago. That's always a fun event, too. Yeah, that's so fun, too. Maybe talk a little bit about that one. That's more of a networking social yep. let your head it's, down a little it's bit. networking you know it's a it's a three-hour tour <laughs> yeah <laughs> um thankfully we've never uh, capsized on an island in the middle of lake michigan i said let your hair down you said three-hour tour anybody under like 40s <laughs> they're that, not gonna know what we're talking about <laughs> um but yeah another just fun social event um you know the the at that time of year, I think it's just, you know, typically we try to have good weather and people come out and have a good time. And 
um, I see a lot of connections happen there, a lot of new introductions, because it is a little bit of a smaller space. <laughs> I was going to say, so, the, tra the trade show gives you a lot of square footage. The spirit of Chicago, you you just, you got to like the people you're around. But there's, a, yeah, <laughs> but there's a lot of, um, I see a lot of new introductions um, in that one and, and um, new conversations. So yep. I like that. And even over, you know, if you, if you look at, you know, what COVID did uh, in terms of separating everybody, um, you know, I think about how many conversations and emails that I've had, and I'm sure you've had the same, where you may have talked to somebody dozens of times through or communicated through email, and then you get to an event and they walk up and, you know, everybody does the same thing at the trade show. You know, they're trying to look at the person's eyes with one eye and then tilting a little bit to the name tag. <laughs> and, and then you see a name and it's like, oh, my gosh, I have talked to you or, or you know, sent emails yeah. back and forth and we've never met. Or I didn't recognize you right. outside of the square. <laughs> yeah, with the video. Uh, so that's uh, that's always fun. So, we, we, you know, we have the, the gala. We have the uh, the golf outing. We have the uh, cruise. Um any other events that I've missed that? Uh... Not the major events, but I think that, you know, I don't want to focus just on the social side because really um, a huge part of our mission is the education. Um, so if I could talk a little bit about that, um, especially on the homeowner side, because, you know, like I mentioned, I think that there are groups of people who are well-intentioned board members and they just need guidance and help and some education. And so... For them, we developed a program called DECAL. Um, it stands for Dedicated Community Association Leader. And it's essentially about 24 hours worth of education if they were to take all the classes. There are seven core courses. And, and two it's an actual certification. It's an actual designation. It's a recognition because yeah. we don't really, like, we don't <coughs> have any authority to okay. certify anyone right, or right. anything. But um, it's a DECAL recognition if they take it all. And, um, but there are courses from understanding financials, um, insurance, rules and regulations, there's an ethics course, there's um, like an actual essentials, just kind of the basics of running your association. And so we have some people that take all of those classes and then at the end of that, they do get that decal recognition. We have some boards who maybe their treasurer takes the financials course and maybe their secretary takes the rules and regulations course. And, um, you know, maybe the vice president will take insurance or something along those lines and they just kind of piecemeal it so we have if if someone is a member of CAI all of that education is included free of charge with membership okay non-members pay you know a nominal fee of $35 per course but so what we have a lot of um, companies doing is line item or um, associations doing is putting it in their budget as an education right. line item yep. their association dues into CAI so um, it's a I've had many, many associations thank us for providing that. I had someone hug me and say that I, we were the, you know, the thing they've been surprise looking me. for yeah. all these years. It doesn't you know? surprise me at all. And, and it kind of takes me back, you saying that, to why we uh, made the decision to, to have self-managed associations become a member. Uh, and, and it just, for all the board meetings that we attend, and the conversations that we're witness to and the decisions that are made and the statements that are made. And, you know, I think, you know, good Lord, you really need somebody to help guide you because, you know, you're making decisions that are clearly in violation of, you know, whether it's the Condo Act or just <laughs> common sense. Um, but, you know, there's just, there are, and, and, and well-intended, uh, you know, board members that are doing their best to try and, manage that association but just don't have the tools yeah. and and that's where i think cai comes in and just provides a service that is 
truly unique. I mean, there, there's other organizations that do cater to board members and associations that are in the industry, and I don't want to discount them, but um, CAI really stands unique in its efforts and its goal uh, to try and educate um, board members, unit owners, vendors, you know, anybody that might be involved in the association. So if somebody, through maybe watching this, um, wanted to get in touch with you and learn a little bit more about CAI Illinois, how do they do that? Probably the best is our website. It's cai-illinois.org, and Illinois is spelled out, not the abbreviation. Um, and my information is in the website, as well as all the events we've talked about. The different education courses are in there. Our events page lists everything that we plan to do for the year, or most of the things we plan to do for the year. That's been updated uh, at the beginning of the year, so that's probably the best place. Yeah, I just can't say enough about the organization, uh, and I can't say enough about you. You have elevated CAI in the in the 20 plus years that I've been witness to it to, uh, you know, such a professional, incredible level. And uh, I'm really thankful for all your efforts, and I really appreciate you uh, being our first guest. Well, thank you. I'm thank as I said, I'm honored, and thank you. You bet. Okay. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody.